Now I am dying, but there are five wishes still within me. I must pass them on. Pindel reached toward the king with shaking hands. Ruthven had stopped listening. The message from his army chief was of far greater importance to him than the mumblings of some old man. What's that? he muttered, not even looking at Pindel. Wishes, Pindel answered, his strength ebbing. I have the last five wishes to give. He moved to touch the king. Recoiling with disgust, Ruthven lashed out at Pindel's hand with the butt of his whip. If you have something to give me, he said, be quick about it. I've no time to waste. Pindel faltered, horrified. His hand was bleeding. Stand aside, barked the king, out of patience. I've an important audience to hold. Pindel tried to reach the king's sleeve. He wasn't fast enough. Ruthven knocked him against the wall and strode away without a backward glance. The wishes, gasped Pindel. They must not be lost. They must be passed on. But no one was there to hear him. The king had already gone. Slowly, his eyes dimming, Pindle slid to the floor, unconscious. Why Morwenna left the throne room, she never could recall. Perhaps on some small, unimportant errand for Miss Helga, the chambermaid. Perhaps she went for a dusting cloth. Perhaps it was a bucket. All she remembers is that when she did go into the hallway, she found the oldest man she had ever seen. He was sitting on the floor, propped against the wall. His hair was as white and fine as mist. His skin was like the bark of an old tree, with arms, legs and fingers, the brittle branches. One of his hands was bloody. His face, with eyes closed, was pale with pain. He appeared near death. Morwenna didn't know what to do. Upset, she first looked toward the throne room. Then she looked at the old man. She wanted to run away, but moved by the man's wretchedness, she reached down and touched his arm. Please, sir, she said, uncomfortable at being so close. Can I help? Pindel struggled to open his eyes and looked up. Who are you? he asked so faintly Morwenna could hardly hear him. My name is Morwenna, she said. Miss Helga, the chambermaid, is close by. I'll get her if you'd like. Pindel stared at Morwenna with deep, sad eyes. Suddenly, he snatched one of her hands. Where he found the strength, Morwenna didn't know, but it was impossible for her to move, and his gaze was so intense that Morwenna, no matter how much she wanted to, could not turn away. In a low, mournful voice, Pindel began to speak. A sweet voice, a soft voice, almost a singing voice. It filled Morwenna with cutting cold. The last wishes are here. They will bring thee long life if thou keep thyself from harm, but nothing for thyself. Use them well, waste them not. Keep them and thyself well hid. Tell no one what thou hast, 
or before thy time, all, both thee and they, shall be lost. For when the wishes are gone, so too shall thee be. These words, so odd, so faint, made little sense to Morwenna. Besides, even as she tried to understand, Pindel, with his free hand, began to tap his fingertips on her open palm. Once, twice, five times in all. At the fifth touch, she felt very strange. It was as if, as if she were hollowed out. For the smallest part of a second, a sweet warmth ran through her. Then the feeling was gone. And Pindel? When he had touched Morwenna for the fifth and final time, he released his grip. With pitiful